0: This is 96.1 FM LP, Poe, People's Revolutionary Radio. I'm JV, and you're listening to Free Aslan. And before I I start the show, I just want to say a few words. Um, You know, this was, um, you know, uh, Martin Luther King Day celebrated uh, across these false U.S. borders. And but what a lot of people ain't talking about is, um, you know, Martin Luther King toward the end of his, um, toward the end of his life began to be a sharp critic uh, critic of uh capitalism, and, and that's something that's not talked about. And he spoke against the U.S. war on Vietnam and, and many other things, and um, and for that, you know, he was uh ultimately silenced, and you know, that's stuff that you know. They teach the children in the schools, Martin Luther King Day, but they don't teach uh, what his ideas began to develop into. And, you know, and and that's the reason he was silenced, because he began to challenge, um, you know, U.S. capitalism and and the imperialist wars. But now we have a special guest today. Um, We have uh, Connie from the Brown Berets, the Semena Wak. And uh, thank you, Connie, for uh, being on Free Aslan. Thank you for having me. It's
1: good to be here tonight.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're happy to have you. And, and, you know, uh, Connie does work, uh, you know, down in um, southern uh, Khalifa Aslan. And, you know, um, Aslan, you know, doesn't matter where the work is being done, we're all pushing in the same direction, and uh that's to free aslan but you know let me let me ask you um Connie I've been following you for for a while and seeing that you know that you're 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 doing good work and, and you know I just wanted to recognize and to you know um have you uh on free Aslan because I think that you know it's very important for uh rasa to uh w- wherever we are to be involved and to you know um continue the struggle and to continue the movement um uh, for our people you know and and we owe it to the next generation so you know I'm, I'm glad to see that um you're always representing and doing very good work in the community and you know thank you well you're welcome you're welcome and and You know, I wanted to start off by um, first um, asking uh, you to please explain to the listeners what the brown berets, the Semanawak, stand for.
1: Yes, um, I mean, the brown berets of Semanawak, they stand for. um, I mean, do you want me to explain to the listeners, like, in general, whose brown berets are or who? The Brown would, Berets of Semanawak
0: are that would be good to to explain both, um, both both things because there's probably listeners that you know they, they may not know so that that would be uh, good to explain if, if you'd like
1: sure so um, the Brown Berets are uh, we're a, a militant Chicano um, civil rights group and it was founded in the um, 1960s um, during the Chicano movement, and um, and it got so more between the late '60s and the '70s. Um, they got more active and more in um, in the movement and la causa. And um, it's a, an organization that um, started off as a um, they weren't called brown berets. They were uh, started off as the Young Citizens of the um, Fort Community. Action and then later they changed it to uh, young citizens. Uh, I'm sorry, young Chicanos for community action. And um, their focus was mainly on uh, police brutality and harassment within the communities. And uh, later on, um, due to the uh, police uh, referring to them as Brombrés, they took on the, the name Brombrés. Um, and you know uh, we serve the communities. Um, we provide resources and assistance uh, for our, you know our Rasa our people, and um, we get involved in in events, protests, activities uh, pertaining to any and all indigenous uh, peoples. And um, we get called activists, but we are not activists. Uh, we are soldiers. We are volunteers, and um, we get involved in different activities. We're not just like myself. I'm a danzante as well, Mm -hmm. and I'm an artist, and I also work with other organizations or groups um, within the communities in other counties, such as Los Angeles and San Diego. And um, like I said, anything pertaining um, to our indigenous people, and, you know, our Rasa we get involved. We work together. So um, we go by our model to serve, observe, and protect. So I don't know if you... Um, would you like me to explain what Samanawak means?
0: Absolutely.
1: Okay, Sama so uh, it, it's a Nahuatl, and it means... Um, Set means one, and Anawaq or Nawak means surrounded. Meaning means um, land, one land surrounded by water, which um, brings us to Turtle Island. So, it's basically, the same Samanawak so is slash Turtle Island. Right. So, um, does that make sense?
0: Absolutely, beautiful, beautiful words, and you captured it um, exactly how it is. You know, we we're. we're we're soldiers, soldiers for the people, and we serve the people, and we always have um you know and and today you know um many people you know may may you know be confused by what it means to serve the people, but I'm glad you um have a very good uh understanding of 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 what that means, you know um we're volunteers, we're also servants of the people. And, you know, we and you mentioned we are indigenous. A lot of people, they, you know, um, both Chicano people and non-Chicano people um, get it twisted and think that, you know, we're not indigenous, but we're, we're indigenous as well. So, you know, right. we come from this land and, um, you know, we just happen to develop uh, a little differently living under U.S. imperialism than, right. than some other indigenous peoples. But, we, yeah, absolutely. We're so we don't
1: deny that we're mixed. We just embrace our indigenous roots.
0: Absolutely. So,
1: um, yeah, it's one thing that we have to uh, keep in mind and recognize and acknowledge. Right. That we, you know, we are of mixed blood. But because, uh, you know, our history tells us that's how, unfortunately... You
0: know the Spaniards, the Europeans came and invaded this our lands, and um, forced that upon us. Right. So. And and you know I I you know a lot of people they um you know they don't see it. You know I agree. You know there's a lot of people with mixed bloods and stuff. But you know and one of the things that we never hear um, let's say um, um someone who's half black and half white we don't hear them saying we're part um white you know they just they're black and and so bloodlines are mixed even native american peoples here even on the reservations uh many of them have mixed bloods but um you know i i you know i also know that um you know it's all about identity as well so you know even though we may have mixed blood uh, we don't identify with the oppressor and that's the beautiful thing about uh, the Chicano people is the 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 you know the the term Chicano um separates ourselves from the oppressor and 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 that's important as well and, and um but yeah, we we do have many mixed bloods and that's something that we can't uh, deny that we're um, you know we've been affected by colonization. Mm-hmm. that's the colonization. Right, and and that's, you know, something that we're still struggling for. But um, let me ask you, um, you know, speaking about our people and the struggle and and the lucha that continues today, what brought you to get involved in the Chicano movement of today?
1: Um, What brought me to the Chicano movement today? um, My husband, I have to thank my husband for introducing me Um, with major knowledge of uh, most of our Chicano rights uh, leaders in the movement. And he also introduced me to decolonization.
2: Mm.
1: He made that um, to be very important in our lives. Um, Also, I was pretty much tired of seeing the injustice of our people the racism and discrimination that we face every day. Um, You know, police brutality continues. White supremacy is extreme. Mm. Um, This Trump administration, ICE, Mm. um, the zero tolerance immigration policy, it's, I mean, I could go on and on, but uh, mainly, yeah, that's like, you know, if it wouldn't have been for my husband to talk to me about all the um chicano leaders and the movement like outside etc um mm-hmm. i wouldn't i would have eventually been in uh, involved in the chicano movement but not the way i was introduced by it, um through my husband
0: oh beautiful beautiful team beautiful brown you guys are a unit a beautiful brown unit together pushing forward and, and, and contributing to the movement. That's a beautiful thing because, you know, even though people are involved in the unit, uh, in the movement, it's it's also important that, you know, um, those in relationships, um, because, you know, uh, I think about it all the time, and, and it, it's, it, it would be crazy to have one person that's, um, um, you know, revolutionary, involved in the movement, and be married or in a relationship with a capitalist, you know, it's 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 disgusting to me. So um,
1: or, or, or they don't support you because that's or, or, not their that's not in their agenda or that's absolutely. not in their plan and it's not important to them.
0: And and that is a relationship that I think would not last. But yeah, you're right and, and, and so it's beautiful to hear of um, you know, a, a couple who's conscious and um, aware of um, you know what the struggle is and who the enemy is. That's a beautiful thing. And um, let me let me just um, ask um, you know because I see you know you're involved in the community and stuff. And um, you know, and every community is different. You know, every um, throughout Aslan and beyond. You know, in different states and, and wherever. Chicano people um, reside, and, and there's always challenges. And, you know, and I know you're, um, you know, you reside in, in Southern California. So what, what are some of the challenges uh, you see in organizing the Raza community uh,
1: where you're at? Um, well, first, you kind of give me a little too much credit. You know, um, I've been in, in I've been a Brown Beret for only a year. Um, but I have been uh, in the movement for about six years. Mm. So before I became a beret, I tried my best to to do what I'm doing now as a beret, anyways. Um, but the challenges that I have came across now as a beret in the movement uh, in organizing Drafa, it's it's been unity, solidarity. Loyalty, dedication within mm. our own people, especially within our own people, um, and our members, of course. Mm. Uh, nowadays, uh, there's a lot of um, egos mm. and indifferences, disagreements within our people and our members, and it gets uh, controversial, and it can get pretty, pretty ugly at times. And I think the white man just looks, stands back and laughs. That's Absolutely. That's exactly what they want. Absolutely. That they, you know, they're already winning right there because there's division and separation within our own.
0: Absolutely. And
1: um, another big, I think the number one thing is uh, that the challenges that we have in organizing is time and funds. Mm-hmm. And also a number of uh People assisting and attending anything you try to organize, any kind of event or meeting, such and such, that's important. You know, if you don't have time, you don't have the money, you don't have the number of people, it, it gets challenging.
0: All right. Yeah, I agree. And I agree, time is the most important resource we have because without time we can't accomplish nothing times, you know, even more important than money. And and we have so many hours in a day, you know, people work, people have to do this, you know, take kids here, do this, pick this up, um, shop. So time, you know, it just in, in, in the state, you know, um, you know america loves that we're tied up in the you know we have no time and we're in survival mode and doing this and that because that um enables us um prevents us from you know um doing more productive work in the community so they love it like you said they sit back and they you know they probably devise ways to keep us tangled up in trying to um, scrape some time away uh, together in order to do stuff. So they love it, Mm -hmm. but, you know, and, 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 you know, and challenges, um, you know, I think a lot of the challenges as well um, come from uh, colonization, you know. So a lot of these problems and issues that, you know, the um, conflicts and, you know, all this stuff – that arises um a lot of it um comes from you know there those are the effects of colonization and and how our people respond to colonization you know a lot of um um, personality um um, trips and you know ego trips and all this stuff a -hmm. lot of it comes from the colonizer and you know people subconsciously attempting to act like the con- colonizer, the, you know, the wannabe
1: capitalist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the coconut or coconuts. The coconuts, the teal tacos and the, um, yep. you know, the, um, uh, just the wannabe capitalists and all these people trying to mimic the oppressor. So, um, you know, we, we got a lot of this stuff. And it's horrible because in, in the very communities we come from, in the very communities that we're trying to uh, organize, um, sometimes you, you know, you find the biggest, uh, wannabe capitalists and those wanting, you know, in, 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 this is colonization, you know, it's just, um, our people have suffered so much that, you know, people, um, aspire to be like the oppressor. It's horrible, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's a part of, uh, re-education and, um, you know, it's, it's one of them things that, I think um, those of us who work in the communities, um, sometimes we won't even see, I don't think we'll really see our work um, bearing fruit. And sometimes um, the seeds we plant, you know, will bear fruit once we're no longer alive. You know, it just, Mm -hmm. it it just, and and, and that's, and that's okay. You know, we're okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm sure you are. And, you know, we're just going to continue to do what we're doing, but, um, uh, we're gonna take a short break, and um, right. yeah, we're gonna you know play some music, and uh, we will be back. So just stay on the line, um, Connie, and we'll be back okay. in a minute. All right. Okay, and this is ninety six point one FM LP Pole People's Revolutionary Radio, and uh, and this is JV, and you're listening to Free Aslan.
2: Oye mi linda, por favor, para ti tengo tanto calor Y yo no te miento cada vez que te siento, Me siento como una criatura Es una locura que yo tengo para ti So girl, would you set me free Forever and a day All I really wanna say, wanna say, say Is to so
0: And this is ninety six point one FM LP Pole People's Revolutionary Radio. I'm JV, and this is Free Aslan. And so we're back with our special guest Connie from the Brown Berets de Semana Wac. And uh, Connie, um, I just wanted to talk a little bit, you know, about the about Aslan. And, you know, no matter how much we talk about it, how much, you know, it seems like every day I'm talking about Aslan in one way or or the other, promoting in some way. I mean, just every single day and no matter how much we talk about it or anybody else talks about it, there's always somebody who, you know, they don't know what it is or they want to know or they're just... And so it's like a tireless um, struggle, uh, you know, never-ending struggle. Um, you know, just yesterday I was in uh, downtown Oakland at the um, um, Martin Luther King event in uh, Oscar Grant Plaza. And somebody came up to me. I had my uh, table with Aslan Press, my banner, and somebody came up to me and said, um, What is Aslan? And, and and so I spent another half hour uh, going over and I know I could have done it way way soon but I just we had a conversation about it back and forth <laughs> so I know that you uh, probably come across a lot, a lot of listeners people are constantly you know always no matter how much we talk about it somebody's always going to ask the question so let me ask the question one more time to you uh, Connie <laughs> uh, what does Aslan mean to you
1: well, it just depends how you want uh you're asking the question like um symbolically or as in like geographic or how about what is both? How about both?
0: symbolically and geographically?
1: Okay. Um well, to me Aslan is, you know, our our people in you know this uh occupied America. Mm-hmm. Um that's symbolically to me. It's our indigenous people um, are Chicano people of, you know, these lands mm. that are occupied. Mm. Um, now, geographically, um, I know Aslan is part of Samanawa. And I know it's um, the ancestral home of the Aztecs, or Mexica people. Mm. So, to me, um, it's it's, um, it's amazing. Uh, I have done my research and learned that, you know, our, it coincides with our seven states that are, you know, that were when they were once Mexico and now in modern day uh, California, New Mexico, uh, there's seven states. Um, Absolutely. Utah, I believe, Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas. And the Aztecs were part of seven tribes um, in Aslan. Mm-hmm. So I find that to be very amazing. Absolutely. So that's what Aslan is to me.
0: Beautiful. Love it. Yes, I, I mean, I agree once more. Aslan, you know, historically, the Mexica um derived from the land they call aslan i agree 100 percent and this is our people it represents our people you know aslan is um you know it's basically our national territory the chicano nation's national territory you know this is our ancestral homeland this is where we developed uh, as a nation into the chicano nation you know this is where we our people developed under u.s imperialism um this is you know um where our people have been migrating um for many many years um you know and so you know and and as you noted um you know this is it represents our people um and and this is what it is and 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 you know um yeah it was uh you know it was uh, during the '60s and '70s. It was, um, you know, um, accepted or adopted um, by certain people. But even regardless of that, this is where our people have been anchored um, for for generations. And so, you know, this is where even today, this is where the largest uh, concentration of Chicano people reside in these false u.s borders um and we've been residing in this area these seven states um for uh, since colonization you know since mm-hmm. uh you know the u.s colonized us so we you know we uh we're still here and um you know we're still struggling uh you know to liberate our homeland and, and one day it will be free and that's the purpose of this radio show to highlight that and not allow that to be swept under the rug and to have uh, a platform for all those who struggle in 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 our communities throughout aslan and beyond to have a voice and to be able to um say what they feel and 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 you know um say exactly um what what's on their mind what's in their hearts um and without fear of um, some you know corporate um, funder to shut us down, you know we do what we want. you know this is our radio station, this is the rasa uh, platform right here and 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 this is our small liberated space but um let me you know since we're on that subject um, you know let me ask you um, what would self-determination look like? for the Chicana, Chicano nation?
1: Um, Liberation of our people uh, from oppression, exploitation, Mm. and, of course, racism. Mm. And um, we won't be able to accomplish that unless, again, we need to have Um, to each other. As, as people reunite? as our people, oh. within our people, and unite, because Absolutely. that's how our ancestors, our antepasados were able to um, accomplish a lot yeah. because you know they were you know acknowledged they were connected and they united, but we we've forgot how to do that, right, and we need to relearn how to mm.
0: And that, that's my opinion. And that's probably the process of decolonization, no?
1: Yes.
0: Absolutely. That plays yeah. a big part. <laughs> Absolutely. And and that's the thing when we have this colonization, the colonizers came and, and, you know, created classes and all this stuff. Um, you know, and then they separated um our people, do the haves and have nots, the, you know, different classes and different economic situations and um you know and all of that and you know so um and, and, and I agree with you that um you know the only way we can move forward and accomplish anything is through unity, uh through a united Aslan and and this radio shows a small tiny piece of liberated of uh united Aslan, you know, and mm-hmm. and because we have raza uh chicana chicano voices from throughout aslan and beyond um come in unity on this show and um express love in in lucha and you know and um and this is what a small piece of liberation looks like and and this is what a future um liberated aslan will sound like you know where we have um Rasa from um, all different areas, um, you know, um, express um, their thoughts and, um, you know, and, and discuss different topics that affect us all, uh, affect the struggles and uh, the colonizers that affect us all, and, um, you know, and, and, and teach um, those future generations uh, to never go backwards um to to conflict and you know um and so this is a beautiful um space um this is a a safe zone this is a secure zone liberated airwaves that we have here and um and all rasa are 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 here in unity and will continue to be so but let me um and you know self-determination um I, once again, I agree with you. And, you know, without these things like racism, we can't have self-determination. And, you know, racism is actually a part of national, uh, national oppression. It's actually a form of national oppression. And, you know, um, you know this is what creates racism. So when the, the, the police are, you know, um, in our streets and killing our youth, it's not necessarily it's racism, but uh racism just stems from national oppression and it's the oppressor nation uh who happens to be the white nation um oppressing the Chicano nation, the black nation and you know, the First Nations peoples. And mm-hmm. um and, and this is what they've been doing since colonization. So and and you know, self determination uh, I would add for myself that you know mm-hmm. I believe self-determination as well um, means that, you know, we control of our own social, uh, political, and economic um, resources and that, you know, we have this freedom not just to operate schools or charter schools or, you know, parks and, you know, to have uh, clubhouses. No, we want self-determination all the way up. Uh, to uh, forming our own governments to be in control of our own politics to be in control of our own economies and resources and to have our own standing army that can guard our resources and our people from other uh, oppressor nations um, should they um, try to um, you know uh, come back and colonize us again so it's very important you know self-determination is is you know that's every people's right um you know that's a universal right you know they have the united nations where they say self-determination is but they don't even follow it you know i mean you you it's just it's a joke it's a joke but real self-determination you know um people should be able to govern themselves and 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 you know all the way up to the top but um yeah, that was that was beautiful once more and you know you talked um you talked earlier uh we mentioned decolonization and you know um and a lot of people are talking about that now decolonization a lot of people are recognizing that colonization exists that there are internal colonies within these false US borders You know, the Chicano Nation is an internal colony. The Black Nation is an internal colony. The the First Nations are internal colonies. Poricua is an internal colony. These are internal colonies within the empire. Um, And, you know, um, that... And and so when you talk about internal colonization, internal colonies, um, then there has to be a colonizer. And and Mm -hmm. we sure do have one. You know, and we deal with him. We struggle against this colonizer, um, and we've been doing so for many, many centuries. But let me let me just say that um, you know, let me ask you: What does colonization mean to you?
1: Colonization, or to I mean, de,
0: what does excuse me? What does decolonization mean to you?
1: Um, to me, it means to. I mean, obviously do everything opposite of what the colonizer has um, brought upon us. Absolutely. We need to start relearning and utilize what we relearn um, and everything pertaining to our ancestors. And it's a number of things. Absolutely. Um, Our cultura, Mm. our language. We need to learn our our languages, you know, again, like, you know, Mm. Now what. Yes. And um religion is a big one. But I mean that's that's a touchy subject, but that's <laughs> a big one. Religion. <laughs> um food. We can decolonize mm. our food.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um our self remedies. Mm. We don't have to right away run to the doctors to, you know, have the doctor um Fill us up with a bunch of pills. Mm. We can try to do self, you know, remedies like our ancestors did. Yes. And um, holidays. Mm. We need to start staying away from and stop celebrating and getting involved with all these holidays. <laughs> um, You know, you can self-educate yourself with all of this with decolonization. You don't have to have a degree or go to college to know how to do all this. If you think about it, our ancestors, you know, they were very, very intelligent, very smart people. But, um, you know, I can keep going on and on as far as what decolonization. Um, One of the the modern things today, um, a lot of our people don't realize is when they're, Changing the color of our hair.
0: From mm, I dark hate that. And
1: blonde. I hate that. Oh. Blue and green contact. Oh, um, No. You know. Um, wow. You know, I'm. Be- I feel very blessed because I have big lips and the high cheekbones, and I get told by you know some of my friends like, "You don't need." Botox or mm-hmm. you know the fillers for your cheeks. You're blessed,
0: yeah.
1: And um, I'm thankful for that. And even if I didn't, I would never right. do anything cosmetic surgically because again, that's why do I want to change how I look? I, that's part, to me, that's part of colonization.
0: Absolutely. So. And why want to look like the oppressor, right? The colonizer? Yeah. It's disgusting.
1: Exactly. I mean. And another thing, (coughs) excuse me, sports. You know, Mm. I don't support the NFL. Yeah. I don't support any teams or sports that represent, you know, like they use our symbols, um, you know, like the Redskins, the Indians, Mm. Chiefs, you name it. That's that's offensive and degrading to our indigenous people. Absolutely. You know, we're not mascots.
0: Right. No. So,
1: and then when I say holidays, like when Halloween comes, <laughs> um, you know, people dress up as Indians and
2: oh.
1: whatnot. That's offensive.
2: Right.
1: Think we're not, you know, yeah, los Muertos, they think that's a costume. Mm. Our regalios, they're not costumes. Yeah. They're sacred to us.
0: Absolutely. And that's part of our indigenous history and and culture and and um
1: culture yeah yeah mm-hmm.
0: and I can't even add to that I think you covered decolonization you 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 pretty much you know you went into everything food medicine uh, cosmetic wise everything and that's one of the things that that gets me mad is seeing people dye their hair I just it's like Oh, stop it already. It just, (laughs) I don't understand it. It's crazy. But, you know, if we know we can all look back um, to a time we were not conscious and we can, you know, where we didn't see anything wrong. When you see people doing that, it was like uh, the acceptable thing to do. But now that someone is conscious, it's the most ridiculous thing in the world to see indigenous people dying their hair blonde to look like the oppressor the colonizer it's crazy you know but um you know
1: uh, but if you uh, tell them something then they'll look at you like you're the crazy one
0: absolutely and that's the thing is is when you're conscious you know there's more people that are not conscious so um that's just comes with the um you know what comes with the uh, territory but you know and 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 I would just add I mean you covered everything but I would just say yeah, that I wanted you... to
1: add one more thing oh, um right good. now it's too cold and windy but during the summer spring and summer I um started planting my own food I started growing corn and Whoa, um good. you know calabazas and good. uh just herbs and whatnot um mm. la, wow. and um uh, nopales Oh, chiles you yeah. know we can start doing that too that's yeah. part of decolonizing,
0: decolonizing. You to, absolutely you,
1: you know you need to buy i mean if you have the space and the time to do it do it
0: absolutely um, that's i recommend that and and that's probably the best diet is is to eat like our ancestors ate you know that was a, you know i don't think they had a lot of these diseases like um that are here now that are caused from the foods that we eat and, and corporations create these, you know, these, um, engineered foods and all this stuff. And, um, even stuff that ain't engineered, that is not, you know, our people haven't, um, weren't eating this stuff. So, you know, food yeah. is definitely a, a very important thing. And, you know, um, and, and you know, I would just say, you know, socially, politically, Uh, and economically detaching ourselves um, from the colonizer is decolonization as well. I would say, you know, spending our dollars um, into, you know, um, into businesses that support um, our liberation and our decolonization. That is also uh, a part, I would say, in um, the decolonization part. But what what i wanted you know you talked earlier though about being a danzante and you know it's a beautiful thing um and and there's calpulis everywhere you know um you know i you know and here in in well in san jose where where i live um you know we have a calpulli as well and you know, I've I, I, I been to the Kalpuy, to the Dansante class, and um, I've even danced in the Dansante class, even though I don't know what I'm doing, but I tried, you know, <laughs> so it was very funny, but I, I love it. I just, I, I went in there and I was like, oh, I just, I just, I loved it. It's just, I get into a different, oh, uh, thinking, zone, my right? thinking in a zone. That's the perfect yeah. word. I get in a zone i hear the beats i see everybody the children all the way up to the elders and i just love it i fell in love with it but you talked about it that you're a danzante as well i know and and in, in the decolonization process it's um it's like a it's like therapy for us in um having to deal That's with colonizing absolutely it, absolutely and you know and it's very cleansing It's very healthy for us mentally but Let me just ask you, how does Cultura heal our people? Because it is healing. So how does it heal our people?
1: Well, um, it brings us closer to our spiritualism and our roots, especially our roots to, again, our ancestors. Um, It purifies our minds and soul from negative energies. And again, it decolonizes mm. our, you know, our heart. It strengthens our identity mm. through that. So that's how... That's my opinion as to how my thoughts and feelings as far as how cultura heals. I like that thing con la cultura cura. Mm.
0: Yes, it does. It, it does cure us. And it cures us from colonization, and I think that you're right that it... um you know, it 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 does something that we don't even understand. We have an idea, you know, and and you know, some people, you know, will say it touches our soul. Some people will say it touches um, different parts of our, our our mind, and 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 you know, we don't even probably know um, the extent of what um, cultura does for us because. This, you know these are practices that our people have been practicing for thousands of years. So, you, you know, took the words right out of my mouth. It's true, and and I when I said that I was thinking about standing there in the circle and hearing mm-hmm. the drums and smelling the you know the the incense, copal. the copal, and I'm just in a like man, this is how my people looked and and acted and practiced. Um, thousands of years ago so it's a beautiful thing it takes me to another place and i still don't understand exactly what it's doing um totally but i know that i feel very good i feel at peace when i'm in the danzante um um and, and, and you know i feel um i feel safe i feel secure mm-hmm. And I, I feel love. There's a lot of love in that circle. And good in it here. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I just, I think it's very beautiful. And, you know, if you look back, you know, 20, 30 years, and the Kalpulis weren't like they are now. They're sprouting up everywhere, you know. So I, I think that it is healing our people, and it is helping um um, definitely helping in the decolonization process i love the kalpulis, Um no matter where they're at um, it's the same love same energy same um, you know same decolonization process and it's a beautiful thing and you know the state they must hate the kalpulis because they see you know they want people to assimilate and you know, and wave their flag and you know and 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 eat their hot dogs on Fourth of July, and all this fourth of July and all that, and all that <laughs> stuff. So you know, they must hate the kalpulis because they see you know what's beautiful, I think about the kalpulis and and, and and about cultura in general is you know, it's drawing a line of 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 distinction between us and the oppressor. It's saying, no, we're not part of you. We 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 are not part of uh, uh, of your your oppression. We we don't support and we're not going to assimilate. We know we're a distinct people. We know we have a culture that's separate from yours and we love it. We're promoting it. We're teaching our children about it. We're showing the next generation that they have a cultura that is not american because we are not americans you know and 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 so this is what our cultura it's it's declaring that no we are not americans we know who we are we know we have a different culture so that's a very very powerful thing i love this is what i love about the calpulis but let me ask you um you know in recent um times it's been all over the corporate news and stuff um you know the migrant situation there's there's you know these 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 beautiful brown people coming over this false u s border you know um you know crossing over. Into you know, my comrade Tiny here at Poor Magazine, which she calls uh-huh. the cracker side of the border. You know, so they're coming yeah. into the cracker side of the border. So, let me just ask you this though, um, you know, um, why should Rasa defend the migrants crossing over the false U.S. border, or as my comrade Tiny says, the cracker side of the border? <laughs>
1: Um we gotta remember you know that there was at one time no borders like you mentioned earlier um or just now you you know man made their false borders right and those borders uh crossed us you know, we've never we don't cross they cross us so um yes personally you know my parents were both born in Mexico And my mother used to cross uh, the river, the Rio Grande, with carrying me. I'm a U.S. I was born here, you know. But she would take me to Mexico, Mm. and she'd still have to cross. Wow. And she'd have me in her arms. Mm. And that, to me, um, you know, it's, um, I remember, I don't remember, of course, but I remember my mother telling me, how she would have to bring me across the border because I was very sick, and she would bring me over to to the doctor. And um, there was times when they wouldn't want to let her through, but um, you know. And then you know there was times when my I have eight brothers and sisters who were also born in Mexico, and they had their struggle. I had two brothers that almost died in the desert. And, um, yeah, so I take it personal, like, when I see, uh, the situation that's going on right now, you know, recently with the caravans, mm. you know, I think, you know, we should defend them because, you know, they're not just because they're from Central or South America, we're not going to, they're still our people, Absolutely. we're all one, Absolutely. you know, this is Turtle Island. And, um, Samanawa. We're all one. And we should be together, you know, we should help and be looking out for each other. You know, they're not the enemy. Yes. We know who the enemy is.
0: Absolutely.
1: You know, and it's sad because a lot of them are, are coming over here, be, you know, because they're fleeing poverty, uh, danger, you know, persecution. And they
0: just want a better life. That's it. That's it. And 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 you know, and you know, I was I was born here in, in these false U.S. border, and and you know, my parents as well. But you know, every time I see uh, migrants or hear of their struggles coming over, you know, I do think of my grandfather who did migrate, and you know, he's passed now, so I can say it. He did not do it legally. He just did it because this is his <laughs> land and he said the That's Howitzer your Yeah, the how with your immigration uh, process, <laughs> you know. But um, you know, so I love it, you know, I love that that they're coming they're entering into Aslan. This is the future of Aslan. They're going to pour into our barrios They're going to intermarry with, with, with Chicano people. They're going to struggle against the same oppressor. And so we welcome the migrants, and we welcome them anywhere from the third world. Any third world people who come, we welcome them, and they're going to help and um struggle and finally ultimately defeat uh the colonizer that we've been struggling for but um we're running out of time now so let me just ask quickly connie um can we um is there any um contact information that if anybody would like to learn more about the Semena walk brown berets or any other struggles going on in the community where you're at is there any um contact information you can give
1: yeah, I am um I have a like page on Facebook. Uh I'm here in San Bernardino County and I go out to LA County and San Diego County. Um and I, my like page is called Brown Berets of Samanawa, uh Hyphen, California. And you can also find me, Connie Gonzalez, and um I don't know if you want my email. I just have my personal email right now
0: absolutely but
1: it's um gonzalez connie 143
0: at com. okay perfect perfect and 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 thank you connie and if you and your husband show up at this year's mexica new year's in san jose hopefully i'll get to meet you both the beautiful brown unit mm-hmm. uh that is struggling together and, and that's a beautiful thing but we've we've run out of time so um this is going to be it once more Thank you, uh, sister, for, uh, you know, blessing us with your presence on this show. uh, Thank
1: you, hermano, for having me. It's an
0: honor. La lucha sigue. And this is JV. You're listening to Free Aslan 96.1 FM. Pole People's Revolutionary Radio.